You're listening to the Human Business Narrative Podcast with your host, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Eastern European, Ivan Tamilkov. Yo, what's up, you lovely humans? My name is Ivan Temelkov, digital practitioner, human evangelist, and startup founder of Razor Sharp Digital. Thank you for tuning in to episode 11 of the Human Business Narrative Podcast. And today's the special guest is none other than Facebook marketing expert Dennis Yu on the podcast. If you are a first-time listener, Thank you for downloading my podcast. I am truly humbled and most grateful to you for spending the time in doing so. This is a podcast where we discuss human business, human centricity, entrepreneurship, digital marketing, social media, and special guests and industry experts share their compelling stories for business growth. The one major key takeaway that you should be extracting from each episode is the importance of human centricity in entrepreneurship, business, and marketing in today's modern digital world. Before I forget, head on over to bit.ly forward slash human business to download your free copy on five essentials of strategic human marketing. A great resource to have in your marketing arsenal and to reflect upon. If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, please send me an email at ivan at razorsharpdigital.com or you can alternatively tweet at me at hbn podcast that's b as in boy and n as and nancy hbn podcast guys before we dive into uh, the guest interview with dennis you I wanted to forewarn you because uh, I think I caught Dennis in between travels and this is something that he will mention in his interview as well that um, he does quite often. He's uh, a traveler. He's constantly on the move. Someone who has spoken in over 17 different countries. You can only imagine the schedule uh, and the tension and the coordination and the management that goes into something like this. So I just want to forewarn you that the audio might not be the greatest. There is some clarity there. There's absolutely an immense amount of knowledge bombs that Dennis you dropped on the guest interview. So I would strongly encourage you to take notes of the knowledge bombs and the takeaways that you should be extracting from that guest interview because I truly believe that they can be applicable to your business and to your brand particularly. As always, the highlights will be available in the description of this podcast episode just in case you were unable to catch all of the good information that Dennis shared. You can always get it in the description of this podcast episode. So without further ado, I'm not going to stall any further and go ahead and turn things over to Dennis Yu and let him share some really, really intelligent information uh, in terms of Facebook marketing, marketing in general, digital and business. So here we go. What's up, you lovely humans? You are listening to episode 11 of the Human Business Narrative podcast with myself, Ivan Temokov. 
and special guest Dennis Yu. Dennis is the CTO of Blitzmetrics, a digital marketing company that focuses on school partnerships and training young adults. He's also a globally recognized Facebook marketing expert and speaker, having spoken in over 17 countries. Dennis, how's it going? Good. Good to see you, Ivan. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, uh, hopping on to jam with me a little bit. Uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, I've heard your name out in the digital space for quite some time, and uh, I'm finally very ecstatic for us to hop on and, and jam a, a little bit. So um, why don't you go ahead and you know, tell us, what is your story? You know, how did you get into what you're doing today? I'm just a data geek. I was good at math. I competed in math competitions. <laughs> I'm Asian, and when all these data systems came online, it just made sense to me. Like I worked sure. at American Airlines 20 years ago, then I went to Yahoo and ran analytics there. And the last 10 years, I've been doing Blitzmetrics, and I'm the CTO because we build these programs and systems. Uh -huh. And the thing that's impacted me the most is mentorship. And I've been mentored by some really nice people, like the CEO of American Airlines from before, you know, before he passed, and yeah. other people along the way in my career. And I thought, what better thing to do to give back? to have life, meaning, and purpose than to be able to teach math as part of mentorship. It's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, this Dennis Yu way of looking at things. How do we teach other young adults that struggled like I did 20 years ago to try to find a job? Sure. Especially because a degree doesn't equal, you can't just take your diploma, turn it in at the window for a job. So mm -hmm. I want other people to get the benefit that I have where they can get jobs coming out of school, where we pay them. They get real-world experience, not just something they turn in on a mm -hmm. test or essay. And we've been so fortunate to have folks like Facebook and Google contribute and give us education. Or, you know, the folks at Digital Marketer allow our young adults to get free access to DM Labs. And I think the, the partnership between the private sector and the education sector is weak. And we're trying to bring that together. So we're building tools and systems so we're, we're a software education company, mm -hmm. right, to do that, which means we have to have partial agency-like operations because we've got to take these young adults, get them certified in these different programs with the help of Facebook and Google, and then release them into the workforce so they can work at different companies, they can start companies. There's a whole leveling system, so we're not here to compete against anybody. Anyone who's got knowledge in the world of digital, we want to systematize that. Mm-hmm. You know that's 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 a very very cool approach because um, one of the things that I'm I really appreciate you mentioned that and when I was reading your bio too as well is just that um, Blitzmetrics is a significantly different type of digital company that really focuses on that educational component and I think there's a huge lack of that uh, in today today's modern digital world because um, like you said there's there's a lot of young adults that are confused. Um, just because they get Facebook or they get Twitter or um, right. they understand doesn't necessarily mean that they can put it to actual practicality. So what you guys do ultimately is create those programs for young adults in schools and provide the training so they can get certified and ultimately uh, find jobs, right, and, and pursue yeah. their passion and, and do what they enjoy in the digital world, right? You know what's funny? It's, Ivan, it's not just young adults. It's adults at any age. Okay. We're on our way to set up our, our uh, premium workshop, our VIP workshop in Phoenix at GoDaddy's headquarters. And these are attendees that are paying $5,000 to $7,500 for three days of workshop training. Uh -huh. And these are people who are, right, they, 
they do this professionally. They're heads of digital at larger companies or they're public speakers and they've written books on how, sure. how do you do Facebook marketing or digital marketing. They're paying this money to come here. So it's not just, you know, how do you post stuff on Twitter like a young adult? It's not just community management. It's, it's a huge gap that companies of all sizes need. Mm -hmm. And if the big companies can't even satisfy this need, then there's no way small biz could do it, even if they had the money to do it. So we know there's a huge, huge need to be met. And if we put the courses in there and then we subsidize it by making it completely free to young adults, then we've got something where we're doing good mm -hmm. and we're also not having to make it a charity where people have to donate, right? It sustains itself. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. That's And thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to make sure that I get some links also as well um, and highlights on, on this podcast as well afterwards from you um, that I can share for other people in terms of the programs and, and any information that can get out there. So you mentioned you were a tech geek at heart. You know, you were great at math problems. What is your specific area of expertise? I'm good at taking a mess of things and finding the pattern. Mm -hmm. So if you take a bunch of puzzle pieces or if you take a bunch of strands of spaghetti and you lay it out on the table, I will figure out which ones matter. And <laughs> some people call that analysis or some people... I don't like to use the word analysis because analysis is usually equated to generating reports. And right. Just because you can make reports doesn't mean you actually can think about it and figure out the pattern behind why sure. something is to do your little Sherlock Holmes. Another part of analysis, which we don't talk about often, but we know is key to mentorship, is if you can spot hidden talent, like one of our guys, his name is Logan Young, and he he was working job. I mean, he's a a good guy, smart guy, hard worker, very low. I mean, got all these great qualities, mm -hmm. but he was working jobs that were nowhere near his potential. And there's no way if, I mean, people, if you think about the job market, it is a horrible sorting mechanism because mm -hmm. people end up working whatever random job is near them or wherever their friends are working. And they're not able to, in an efficient marketplace, be matched with the opportunity that not only pays them well, but that they enjoy and with friends that they like. Mm -hmm. So, I think one of my special skills as part of analysis is I can spot hidden talent. I can spot people that with a little bit of training, with just, you know, given the right opportunity, they can succeed. But that sure. wouldn't be possible at scale unless we had systems that allowed people to qualify. Because otherwise it would just me won't be, you know, doing one-on-one -on -one training and that's mentorship or consulting and that, that you know, that's it's good to do, but you can't really scale that. Sure, sure. And thank you for sharing that because, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of when it comes to raw talent specifically. And you made a very interesting point that I just wanted to reiterate, reiterate um, that you mentioned how, and it's really interesting to see that pattern of the job market, how people find jobs. Specifically, yeah. as you said, is they go by where their friends are or, or interests or, you know, what a family member or uh, a former business acquaintance or maybe, a, a, you know, a, a college friend, you know, tells them. So, um you know, which kind of segues into my next question that I want to ask you. What are your thoughts on the whole human business, H2H, emotional engagement, that specifically pertains yeah. to um, Facebook marketing? Since from what I understand, yeah. that is kind of your core area of expertise, yeah. right? Yeah. So Brian Kramer is a good friend of ours. He went to our last training and paid mm -hmm. for it as a full attendee. And Ted Rubin's a good friend. I mean, just to give you an example, 10 years ago, I was in New York City and Long story short, I lost my wallet, my passport. I was kind of screwed. All I had was my cell phone. It had like 5% battery. And 
Ted Rubin came to my rescue. He met me in, in New York and I was totally disoriented. I don't know where I, maybe I like traveled a bunch of random places and I just, I don't know what happened. Somehow my wallet and passport disappeared. Mm-hmm. He booked a hotel for me right there. He waited while I showered up. He took me out to get some food. Remember, I didn't have any money or any of that kind of stuff because I don't know, it just disappeared on me somehow. Right. And then I had to speak at a conference a bit later that day. So we went out and did some clothes shopping and I'm thinking, man, this guy Ted Rubin is the real deal. You know, folks like him and Brian Kramer, they exemplify what it really means to care. And it's like what Mark Twain said, the key to success is to be genuine. Fake that and you got it made, right? And so you got a lot of fakers in the world of social and digital that promise, you know, they seem earnest, they sell hope. There's a lot of author speakers and coaches that are selling this. And there's a lot of people out there hawking themselves, wanting to become famous life coaches, entrepreneurs, speakers, all, I mean, just pushing their stuff. And what's funny is that the more noise there is, the easier it is to actually stand out. But it requires that you actually care. Yeah. And the way you tell whether people actually care or not, now there are some people who are very eloquent on stage. And they have their books out, and they know how to make a lot of noise, and they have a lot of followers. But here's how you tell whether they're legit or not. Are they only talking about themselves? Or is there proof and the other people that they are building up. Because if there aren't other people, I would have to call sham because they're not helping other people or their systems don't work to where, you know, because I'm not going to name names, but you know who they are? Yeah. You could say, well, so-and-so is famous and does all these things, but it's it's only unique to him. Only he can pull that off, right? Sure. And I like to build systems that that we call, that, that are based on this thing called learn, do, teach. That if I learn something, then I put it into practice based on the checklist, then someone else ought to be able to follow that checklist, just like a science experiment gets the same result, right? Yeah. And we, we think the education system should mirror that, and that's what apprenticeship is, right? The model of apprenticeship, which has always been the history of work, but for some reason the United States the last few hundred years has been something else, has been you learn from a mentor. You mm-hmm. learn from the master for a few years as part of going to your general education, and then you work at that company, right? Yeah. You work at that company as a, you know, locksmith or making food or building a car or like, you know, whatever right, it is right. that you, you learn a trade. And I feel the trades in the world of digital marketing have kind of disappeared because of the, the number of gurus that are out there. And, you know, you know why, uh, why there's so many gurus? No, I, I'd love for you to give that perspective. Because they can't spell charlatan. <laughs> Now everybody's an expert, right? <laughs> right, right. Hey, anyone who has an iPhone is now anyone who is who has a Facebook account. When I worked at American Airlines twenty years ago, and I gave around, I went around and gave speeches on mm-hmm. digital marketing and the future of online marketing for the airlines and what that meant for the travel industry and this kind of thing. I would stand up and say, you know, working for the airline industry is a lot like church. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go but few actually understand. And right. just because, see, I've flown four and a half million miles in the That's last... That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's 300,000 miles. If you were to take my travel each year and put it into an airplane that didn't have to refuel, yeah, it would be 31 days. That plane every year would fly 31 days in the air before landing if you could yeah. string all my travel together. But with the airline industry, there's a lot of, for example, there's a lot of people that fly and so, therefore, they think they understand the airline industry because they're a passenger. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. no. You'd have to be a pilot. You'd have to understand route maps and revenue management and capacity planning. 
and how those work together. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes on how the algorithms work, on how pricing works, and it's the same thing for Facebook. If you use Facebook as a user, do you know how the newsfeed works? Do you know how relevant score impacts how much you pay? Right. Do you know how to track conversion rates across the channel, right. especially as it goes across device and how it impacts SEO? Do you know the back end of lead gen and how your funnel goes across different channels? Do you know the different tools that are necessary? Or are you just posting pictures of what you made on Facebook and now you're a social media guru because you're now an influencer and you're able to you know, connect with people and tell your story about how you hit rock bottom and now you have Ferraris everywhere? What's the deal, right? Yeah. Where's the, where is the legitimacy that comes from being a medical doctor because you had to go to medical school or you're a lawyer and you had to pass the bar? Where is that standard in digital marketing? Yeah. Dennis, you know what? This was just a huge knowledge bomb, and here's why. I want to extrapolate what you just said for for a second, for a minute rather. Is And here's why. is because you mentioned the word care first and foremost. And uh, one of the missions that I had set out with this podcast is uh, basically to be pursuant of this whole H2H trend. Because um, I, I think not only just as being an Eastern European, but, you know, uh, obviously living in the United States, you know, this is my second home. But I've always yeah. felt that care w ha will always be a huge <coughs> part of business and marketing, no matter the evolution, no matter whether it was 20 years ago or 20 years from now. It, would ne it will never yeah. change. And you You're mentioned right. you mentioned some things like. A lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that make noise. There's a lot of people that make promises. And one of the things that I was trying to accomplish with this podcast, and I think you literally hit the nail on the head here, is this to add to have people like you and other individuals who truly understand what care means in business and they practice what they preach and advocate for this movement of human business, which really isn't a new movement. So what you said yeah. is absolutely along the lines of how I see businesses that like the Ted Rubin story that you were talking yeah. about is, you know, finding people that generally care that, you know, they're completely going out of their way and they don't have to, they're not forced to, you know, there's right. nothing in it for them. They don't, you know, Ted didn't benefit from, you know, uh, helping you get back on track because you lost your wallet. No, he did it out of genuine care. Because it's yeah. his personality and character. And by the way, I'm a huge fan of Ted Rubin. And I'm still really trying to understand how he's really propelling through the marketplace and why he does yeah. what he does. And really connect on, on a more emotional level. Because I think that emotional yeah. intelligence, care, and personality, and sincerity is really at the core of business. So thank you really for advocating yeah. on that because I'm a huge fan of that. And I think that... Yeah. You know, more and more companies, not just from a Facebook marketing standpoint, but just in business and marketing in general, really need to veer in that direction to understand how to emotionally connect with consumers on an emotional level to where they're addressing their problems and not just giving them a bunch of fluff, which I think are making a lot of noise, like you said. So thank you on expanding upon that. I think that was very, very important, you know, to reiterate on the importance of, you know, having the human centric component uh, in business and what you guys are doing at Blitz Metrics with the educational uh, programs, which kind of segues into the next question is, you know, you being a tech geek um, at heart, how do you see the technology revolution, you know, impacting Facebook marketing, human business, and just marketing in general in the future? 
Well, for the same reason you see things like fake news pop up, there's more and more information or data or statuses that are competing for the same limited amount of, comp uh, amount of attention. So there's more competition. And that means those people who have a stronger message, not those people who yell louder, but who have the support of word of mouth are going to win. That means that in the long run, those people who use get rich quick, short term uh, thinking are not going to win. So if you believe in human to human, and if you believe in building up other people and taking care of your customers, which who wouldn't want to do that, right? I mean, how has that really changed the world of business? Well, it means that reviews, it means positive feedback, it means people that are liking and sharing and talking about you. That's going to create, that's going to be a bigger and bigger signal on whether your marketing works. So what used to work in terms of advertising, as in just throwing money to try to get customers to buy, is going to be more and more difficult because the cost of the traffic's going up because there's more competition, because more people can easily see reviews and they will expect a certain level of social proof before they make a decision because the friction necessary to make a decision is going down. Mm -hmm. And that means that we need to invest in taking care of our people and then our people take care of our customers and then our customers talk about us. And our, when our customers talk about us, that is marketing. That is where all marketing is going. Is if you, but then it's like, well, is that product? Is, is that operations? Is that, I mean, what is, is that, is that something you can give to an agency? You can't. Right. You can't because it has to be, it has to come from the customer by them genuinely saying, that's amazing. You know, I really like Razor Sharp Digital because they did this and then that causes word of mouth. Word of mouth is increasingly going to be unavoidable. And those people who have been relied upon advertising, right. they're going to have to find, you know, they're, they're basically driving with the e-brake on. And right. I'm glad because anyone who's complaining about the social media thing, either they genuinely need some help because they're afraid of some of the technology components or their business model is actually screwed up and they can't rely upon great customers talking about their stuff. So they have, in, they have inbound leads and that's a problem. That's something that's not solved by social media. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. So one of the brands we work with is Cheerios and Cheerios has until recently had GMO uh, products, right? Their, their grains were, so anyway, all the Monsanto hating people came after them. So they would post something on Facebook about something. Their ad agency would come up with something they thought was clever. Sure. And then all the GMO people would just take over the thread and then they had to shut it down, right? It's just like, no matter what they did, in fact, anytime they did something, the GMO people would come and just nail them, right? Right. And they wanted our help with social media. They wanted our help on Facebook. And I said, ooh, uh, you actually have to deal with the underlying business problem. And so they solved that problem and now they're able to do marketing again, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it, social media is that lever that forces customers, forces clients, uh, businesses to do the right thing because the customers have a stronger voice. Right. And there are people that will submit fake reviews and there's all kinds of black hat things to do on social media and fake profiles and this kind of you know fiber and all that kind of stuff but right you know those are all spam things that have always occurred in the history of online marketing i think that anyone who's thinking about technology is not is distracted from thinking about their business and when i think about h to h and folks like brian kramer yeah you know he, he's the first one to admit that he's not a technology guy but man he understands what it means to actually care and put systems in place for companies to be able to care and mentor and develop people develop their customers, and that's just not some kind of McKinsey PowerPoint thing. That's something that requires real expertise and process and investment. Just like if, if you were to build a factory, you 
got to build your human capital, right? right. Just like you want to build your bank account, you got to build your people systematically. And I see that stuff. Not that I want to, you know, bang all over HR and say HR submits posters and they don't actually do these sorts of things. But there, mm. there's a huge gap between marketing and the people side of things. And I think social media is just turning the light on in a dark room so people can see, you know, we can't just buy some software and spend some money and, you know, put some money in the machine and expect our marketing is going to continue to behave the way it was before. Right, right. It's, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head again is this that I think a lot of companies are not completely comprehending how saturated and competitive uh, marketing has become and yet they seem to be attempting to market the same way they've been marketing over the last five or ten years and they don't really understand how human centricity and connectivity online you mentioned social media is giving consumers a voice and even though a lot of companies you know are are doing social media advertising is they're not quite grasping the fundamentals behind what it means to connect on an emotional level with consumers. Like you were talking about yeah. the Cheerios example. And, you know, for me is, again, going back to the podcast and the idea is that, you know, this is precisely why I want to have people like you who advocate for this kind of movement. And it's really not a new thing. But, you know, you practice and you preach this because a lot of companies out there, I mean, you mentioned Cheerios. That's a fairly big brand, right? I mean, when a lot of people hear yeah. Cheerios, they would think, oh, Cheerios got to figure it out, right? They're doing mar they're marketing right. They're generating uh, mass exposure and, you know, uh, their revenue is, is increasing. But yeah. the reality is this. They're, they're, they're creating nothing more than noise and they're not yeah. following best practice. They're not willing to change. They're not willing to shift with the trends in the marketplace, which right now is, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, but someone mentioned that by the year 2020, experience is going to trump price as a determining factor. Oh, yeah. Um, in terms of how consumers make decisions on products and services, which means that from a marketing standpoint, the average consumer absorbs several pieces of information through an omni-channel approach. So marketing is becoming even, even harder because companies need to realize how they should market to these consumers across multiple channels. And if that wasn't hard enough is how do you engage with them on a personal level? Like me and you are chatting yeah. here is how do you engage with them through messaging and context to capture their attention, but also show them that you truly care and you're not just fluffing yep. a bunch of stuff just to get yep. their attention and uh, generate business. And it's it's really ironic to see you know someone like you who you've worked with some of the world's biggest brands and you know you've spoken in over 17 countries. You work for a very reputable company. Um, really advocate for this. And like you said in the beginning, is you got a bunch of digital marketers and social marketers and content marketers and agencies. They're creating a mass amount of noise and that's exactly what they're doing. And they're not really yeah. embracing this whole H to H. And this is why I love jamming with you and guys like Brian Kramer. And I would love to jam with Tad Rubin one day to talk, talk more about this because you guys get it. And I think that, you know, like you said, the people that are really making strides are not the ones that are making the most amount of noise. They're the people that are actually doing things. You know, they're not necessarily yeah. always on Twitter or on Snapchat or on Instagram or on Facebook. They're actually yeah. doing stuff to actually yeah. make strides and they're gaining recognition. What You know, you mentioned word of mouth, which, you know, is probably the most important way of connecting with people. So 
That was yeah. a huge knowledge bomb there. And, you know, the last thing that I wanted to ask you, and again, thank you so much for hopping on to jam with me is, you know, I want to make sure that people can connect with you out on the web. So what's the best yeah. way that people can reach you? If it's from, uh, from business, you know, from a business standpoint, then LinkedIn. It's pretty easy to find me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And if you want to email me, I like email, you know, Dennis at Blitzmetrics.com. You can always go to our website, you know, Blitzmetrics.com. But one thing, you know, follow me on Twitter, obviously, but don't try to friend request me on, on Facebook because <clears throat> I'm at the 5,000 limit. And there's just, yeah, I, I try to, I'm trying to keep my friends real as in people that I have met in person. Mm-hmm. And so if we've met in person, then make a friend request on Facebook. If we've not, then send me an email or connect on Twitter or LinkedIn and, and let's let's find ways to build relationships, right? And Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big fan of it's better to have a few really good friends than to try to know thousands and thousands of people, right? And there's nothing wrong with having people that you know from a business standpoint, but, you know, Facebook has kind of, kind of polluted the word friend because now it's like, oh, we're friends, right? Because you don't want to say you're not friends. Right. But like, yeah, I met you at a conference or we're your client and, you know, I like working with you, but I, I wouldn't take a Saturday afternoon and go hang out with you, right? It's just, we're not like friends, friends. You're not the kind of person I could call at midnight because I'm struggling right. with something, right? And on that so, note, I actually... think social media is... Yeah, on, go ahead. On, on that note, on Facebook, I just want to jump in for a second is, you know, I am one of those... 5,000 people and you know thank you so much for accepting my friend request I can only imagine with you know the amount of friend requests you probably have at this point with people that want to connect with you and it's completely understandable so thank you for sharing that for sharing that yep thanks I was a pleasure hanging out 